If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, January 15th, 2024. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes, 30 under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. the New York Times quoted at Tim Geddes. Let Tim host. How was your weekend, Greg? It was awesome. Yeah. What a great weekend I had. What a great weekend I had as well. That's what, nice, right? What did you do? Yeah, it's nice to have a nice weekend. Yeah, I mean, here we like are that. halfway through January. Things are going well. Yeah, yeah. Right? Things don't are want, going well. Things it, are right? going well. This yeah, is, yeah. It's been the best year so far I've had in, in a couple years. You know what I mean? It's been the best start of a year yeah. in a couple years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. I'm feeling good. Look, we had exciting things looking down the pipeline, right? Mm-hmm. Working on a ton of cool stuff. Totally. Games are hitting right. Prince of Persia, off, years off to amazing start. I feel like, the you know, we talked about 2023 in terms of the games coming out being the best year ever. I feel like yeah. it hasn't stopped. Like, we're, this came out so That's close true. that it's That's just, like, true. rolling on. We have Final Fantasy. Hopefully that continues the, the train. I don't yeah. know what's coming after that, but good times for everybody. Uh, Suicide Squad. Kill the Justice League. Exactly. February 2nd. Skull and Bones. Skull and Bones. Don't forget that's a game that's yeah. actually yeah. happening. Real, as well. real quick, I want to yeah. go off on this for a second, though. I love like, it. Yeah, Skull and Bones, obviously the joke here. Let's not even talk about that. Ubisoft, though, I want to I want to give a a hey, everybody keep your eyes out on these guys message here. Okay, is that because, is that a bit you do now? Uh, no, no, no. It's just uh, they they earned this one. They okay. earned this one. And now again, keep your eyes keep, up. Keep your keep eyes up. <laughs> it's Tim Getty's keeping his eye out on this game for you. The thing is, uh, I I feel like me and Bless specifically have given Ubisoft a lot of shit over the last couple years for lacking an identity that they once had, like. Uh, before Ubisoft meant something like in the, I would say early 2010s, there was a vibe of like, they could do anything. They're going to do the annual Assassin's Creed and big AAA stuff. What? <laughs> I'm waiting to talk about it, but I, I appreciate Ryan in the chat. I didn't know that Tim was host and co-host today. Cause what say, the fuck? This is the whole on. point of why I didn't want to start wearing jackets. Cause I knew this would happen. It happens on week two wearing the exact same fucking jacket. Bear, Greg, come give me a little jean jacket. No. Bear, come give me a little jean jacket. When we talked, when we talked about you wearing jackets, did we talk about you continuing to wear bomber jackets, or did we try to expand your jacket horizon? No. What you remember is I said that, and then everybody else was like, "No, just throw more bomber jackets in there too. It'll That's be fine. It'll the exact be fine. It'll be fine. No, you said I look like a jean jacket guy, which I appreciate, but I couldn't get to a jean jacket I was, store. I was more Bear, pushing go get the last of us. Go get me the last of us flannel off it. my Wait, thing. Can you put it back on for a second because like I didn't realize what you were talking about and then when it was when you were saying I looked over at the camera and I thought it was me <laughs> right that's what I'm saying that's Bear, go get me my last of us fucking Joel oh that's flannel. fantastic that's fantastic but what I was saying was for a long time we've been talking about how Ubisoft uh used to mean so much they would do the annual Assassin's Creed and the Far Cries uh every you know often maybe not annual but very often but then they would do Rayman Origins they would do uh all of the the different Ubi Arts games that like were would hit and were very very cool and it yeah. kind of felt like Ubisoft had the freedom to make 
games of all shapes and sizes and for all different types of audiences. At some point, you know, a Ubisoft game was born and what that meant being there's going to be towers and checklists and all the millions of, uh, of, of different things that we've come to expect kind of being a blah thing. Not like it's not a good thing to be a Ubisoft game. Not that that's a fair yeah, criticism yeah, 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 necessarily, yeah, yeah. but like we all kind of understand like, uh, like we would say it more as a negative than as a, a positive when it came to like, eh, it's a Ubisoft game. It was rarely, it's a Check, Ubisoft game. We got game. checklists and we got an open world to explore and yada, yada, yada. And I don't think that they're out of that. I'm, I'm really hoping and praying that we get uh, a new identity for Ubisoft and for them to come. And we have Star Wars Outlaws coming up. That, that's why I'm saying my keep your eyes out because Avatar Frontiers of Pandora came out at the end of last year. And uh, the game, fine, in, in my opinion, but like it wasn't bad. And it was beautiful. And they really cared. They cared about yeah, yeah, yeah. getting Avatar right. And, you know, Digital Foundry gave it an award for, like, best graphics of last year. I completely stand by it. The game is gorgeous. And they really did something special for Avatar fans there. And sure. then right off the rip of 29, or 2024, Jesus. Uh, Prince it's of been Persia. hard. It's been hard. Prince of Persia, man. Yeah. Like, uh, for a game to come out and be so damn good, so special. I am in love with this game. The more I play it, the closer I get to the Platinum, the more I'm like, God damn, dude, this is really freaking good i love prince of persia this might be my favorite like that's wild to me i never would have thought uh that there'd be anything even in the conversation with sands of time and uh then looking ahead to, to star wars outlaws and all that i'm so excited i just think that there's like a good vibe going on over there not flawless but sure. like i'm keep your eyes out and, I, and here's the last thing i, I brought this up a couple yeah, months don't, ago you're with, the last uh, thing keep going you're with, cooking with, with the, I, don't, I don't have much more to say okay <laughs> it's to keep your eyes out it's not to hold their back okay, okay sorry but one thing <laughs> I, that forgot we're in this. I forgot we're still in the keep your eyes out segment i'm sorry exactly <laughs> one thing that I'm, I'm really 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 like i want to give so much props to is there's so much tech out there so much services out there that don't fucking work and they should work and they oh yeah this is the um PlayStation 5, like PS4 to PS5. It's simple. It should just work. Yeah, Smart yeah. delivery on Xbox. It did just work. And that's what made the PlayStation side look so stupid. You know? Uh, but to have one be so easy and one work, but be cumbersome, have all these like complications and all this shit. Yeah. Cross-play, cross-save, cross-progression, all that stuff. When it popped off a couple years ago with Fortnite and Call of Duty and all the big shooters, seeing it kind of trickle down into other types of games and epic uh game side of things with like Fortnite and the account being uh, tied to all the different games so you can like play on different consoles and stuff ubisoft for me i'm playing avatar on my playstation and andy's like you gotta play it on pc you gotta see what it looks I like see you're going with this. i see where you're going with this and i booted it up and my, right there it was just there yep. my save was your ubi your ubi account and i was like that's connect you that's connect. really uh yeah ubisoft connect that's crazy i know i will say not perfect you load into this account there's just so much information yeah. and it's garbage. It's nonsense. Yeah. There's so much. Bullshit. There's a lot of pop-ups that slow it down when you're trying to load into it. And it's like, it does the thing that I hate the most from video games where it, do it doesn't even pop into like a menu in the game. It loads like a fucking website. Yep. Yep. Like, get the yep. hell out of yep. here. Yep. That yep. is, yep. that's horrible. But whatever, all that stuff aside, again, not perfect. We're keeping our eyes out. We're not <laughs> giving Keep all this. We're not giving awards yet for this. Girl. Okay. Okay. But Prince of Persia, I was like, huh, I'm playing this on PS5 a lot. She's watching Housewives. We're watching Housewives. Yeah, of course. I want to keep playing, keep working on this plat. I wonder, can I get it working on my Switch? And it just works, Greg. Yeah, yeah, it just yeah. freaking works. Yeah. Back and forth, back and forth. They've been no doing it problem. for a long time, too, which is and crazy. Yeah. It's just, I'm so damn impressed with it, man. It's, it really is mind-blowing. It's a simple thing, and I know a lot of people have enjoyed it for a long time, but I feel like there's a lot of people out there like me that didn't quite know how awesome and how much it does just work as advertised. So shout out to them. Everyone, keep your eyes out on Ubisoft. Keep your eyes out. Keep your eyes out. Tim wants to keep your eyes out for this game. 
Uh, speaking of musical interludes, Barrett, hit my music. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to your favorite financial advice segment that's not actual financial advice. Greg talks money or whatever the hell I call this thing. Uh, of course, uh, we're talking about Ubisoft. And in the chat over there on YouTube, I believe it was, Sky Armada said, how's Greg's Ubisoft stock doing? Because if you remember... Last year, I got permission from Kevin to take $100 because that wouldn't be anything I had to worry about, you know, ethics-wise. Throw it at Ubisoft to monitor what was going on. And let me tell you, we were high on the hog for a long time, and we are currently taking a bath. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I bought it for $5.33. Uh, after that, it hit the high point, what, here, of uh, $6.56. Looking good. Uh, but then we have just cratered and we are at currently $4.78. Yeah. Now, here's what I'll say. This is when a lot of people would panic, sell, and get out there. What's the number one rule of Greg's sound financial advice? And it's it's a secret one. It's one out when you hear a lot about. Buy low, sell high. All right? If you aren't in the business of Ubisoft stock yet, this is the time to do it. All right, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this is when you should be doing it because, of course, right now it's low. What do you think? Look at this. You think when Star Wars Outlaws happens, we're not going to get north of $7? Guaranteed. Take it to the bank, That's everybody. That's a guarantee literally. right now. All I'm saying is take out the second mortgage on your home and put it all into Ubi. It can't go wrong. <laughs> all the phones are I'm not corner. wrong, though. I'm thinking about doing it. Mm -hmm. What if I just took all you the money I had and threw into UB? All of it. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. yeah. it's going to go up. I'm telling you. We're going to go $4.78. I don't know. I'm not a financial advisor. Uh, me neither. That's why this isn't real financial advice, but it's going to be <laughs> fine, everybody. It's going to be fine, everybody. Will it be fine, though? With the Elden Ring DLC imminent, more layoffs in the video game industry, and the Halo Battle Royale being canceled. Oh. We'll talk about all this and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday, we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about live on YouTube, Twitch, and podcast services around the globe. If you love what we do, please support us with the Kind of Funny membership on Patreon or YouTube to get all of our shows ad-free. Watch us record them live and get a daily exclusive show called Gregway. For a chance to be part of this show, submit your thoughts and opinions as YouTube Super Chats as we go to be part of the live conversation. Uh, housekeeping for you, one of my favorite interviews of all time that I didn't do is up as a Kind of Funny podcast today. Come watch the one, the only, The Lock. Roger Picorni interview me, Greg Miller, on a special episode of kind of a special episode of Kind of Munchies, which is Hot Ones, where Roger does the Hot Ones whole thing, and we put it up today as a kind of funny uh, podcast. Of course, this is pulled from our ninth anniversary stream, where Roger interviewed me for an excruciatingly long time while we ate excruciatingly hot wings, and really great conversation about. Us, kind of funny, me, uh, you know, an insightful thing I don't think we get to do often here. Incredible. Actually, yeah. Incredible. Listen to us. This was happening. Everyone in there was riveted. Like, yeah. Just totally listening in on this. It was awesome. Roger did a great job. Always great to hear stories from you. And like, as well as I know you, it's really cool to still hear new things. I know. You know what I mean? I'm an onion. I got layers, ladies and gentlemen, and I fucking stink. <laughs> uh, you can get that, like I said, kind of funny podcast services. And of course, uh, youtube.com slash kind of funny. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producer, Delaney Twining. Today, we're brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. We'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Six items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. 
let's start with the number one story, one sure to floor Andy Cortez when he wakes up at 1.30 p.m. this afternoon. Elden Ring, shadow of the Erd Tree news imminent. We go to IGN, where Ryan Dinsdale reports, Elden Ring fans have grown ravenous for a Shadow of the Urge, Urge Tree expansion announcement from... Div ah, man, I got so hung up on nailing Urge Tree, I fucked everything else. Let's go again. Elden Ring fans have grown ravenous for a Shadow of the Urge Tree expansion announcement after a developer from software made a change to the game's backend on Steam. X slash Twitter user Elden Ring YouTuber Zeo Storm noticed the change on Steam DB's page for Elden Ring, sharing an image of a new application added to the downloadable content so section of Elden Ring's Steam page for the first time since launch. Quote, I'm not saying it's 100% Shadow of the Erd Tree, but there's a pretty good chance it is, they said, and fans are similarly hopeful elsewhere online. Quote, announcement must be imminent, Joe Rad said on Twitter. Quote, <laughs> definitely, it's a matter of days now or even less, Hector underscore Savage underscore replied. This update also adds fuel to the fire of a previous rumor as a leaked collaboration between Elden Ring publisher Bandai Namco and accessory creator Thrustmaster also suggested a February release of Shadow of the Erd Tree. That being said, it's not the first time Elden Ring fans have grown a bit out of hand anticipating an announcement after growing incredibly confident about a reveal at the Game Awards 2023, an announcement that obviously never came. Shadow of the Erd Tree was originally announced uh, in March 2023 as a major expansion coming to Elden Ring. A single piece of concept art was released alongside the announcement, but didn't give much away, just showing a character atop a spectral steed looking towards the horizon that featured a dying Erd Tree. Tim, what are your thoughts on the company name Thrustmaster? Big fan of Thrustmaster. Thrustmaster. Big, big fan of Thrustmaster. That's fantastic stuff out there. Also, big fan of the use of the word ravenous. Always good. Love, um, love this, it. This is exciting, right? I love that it's rare, but I love that every once in a while a game comes along that becomes so much bigger than itself. And Elden Ring is a good example of that, of that where when announcements, showcases are coming out, game awards, whatever it is, the chat is just popping up. We want Elden Ring. We want Elden Ring. And for the game to come out, do as well as it did, get every award possible, and then now the DLC has that same level of hype and anticipation and any little change on the Steam backend or whatever gets people ravenous, Greg. Yeah. It's good. It's exciting times, and I, I feel like it, it's... I mean, this thing is announced, and that's the other thing that I love is when exciting projects are formally already announced, we know that they're coming. It's not a question of, when are they going to announce it? Are they going to announce it? It's like, no, this thing is happening. Now we're just questioning what the results are going to be and like, sure. when's that all going to happen? And, you know, obviously, I'm not personally that excited for this but i'm very excited for andy and bless and so many other people here are kind of funny the nerds and uh, so many other people that that love this damn game i do feel like this means that it is coming soon and i think that that would make sense even without this information right like we i would have expected first half of 2024 for this um i just hope it's not february because i'm a fantasy man it's a big game for people yeah, you know? know it'd be fine you'd be fine i know but they're like different but that's the thing they are but they're also not like when it comes down to it we look at so many times where it's like oh things are different it's like uh, how many times is horizon gonna get screwed you know what i mean sure fair. And, and like that's just when we're talking about how big some of these games are and this being a dlc i imagine it might be one of the meteor dlcs out there right um the expansions whatever you want to call it but um i february feels right though it does feel right that does sound like a good place to do it it would be interesting if that's great, I mean, not interesting, I guess, because whatever, but like, 
I really, if it is February, which I, I believe the credence of this, the update makes sense. The Thrustmaster uh, leak from December, you know, pointed to that already. And it could just be reading the tea leaves the wrong way. But all that said, I'm surprised that they didn't do a Game Awards thing. Like Keely and the, you know, Jeff loves them and understands how important that is to the audience. And yada, yada. I would think you would do, if you're that close to releasing a date, or maybe, I guess maybe it's, it goes the other way where now they think, Nam, or Bandai Namco thinks that, Elden Ring's so big, they don't need Keeley. They can do their own thing. They can have their own beat. But I do feel it would have been one of the standout announcements from Game Awards this year. I, it was a good Game Awards, but it would have been a big deal. I vaguely remember sometime, uh, maybe a few weeks or maybe a, a month or two before Game Awards, uh, either the producer or the director of uh, of Elden Ring was saying that the DLC is a bit further out than people were expecting. So I don't know if that's... Like, maybe it's not quite lining up uh, uh, in accordance to this uh, kind of back-end Steam update or whatever, but just something to keep in mind. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Speculate I wildly. keeping th that in mind, I, I think it's interesting to even to look at, like, what could that mean? Because I feel like with Elden Ring coming out when it did, I would have expected this to already have come out. Sure. So all, it's already... Remember, I grabbed it last year in the fantasy draft thinking it was going to be last year. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, it's rarer that expansions and dlc packs come out like over a year after games come out there's exceptions cyberpunk of course obviously, of course of example course. of that uh witcher but it's like uh, it i think it's cool i think it's exciting i think that there's gonna be a lot more attention put on this than um other just simple dlc packs that we get for things but um yeah i, I do i i wonder when those uh quotes were, were made barrett of whether yeah, that i'm trying to find it but every every seo thing right now is all the the stuff from this morning so it's yeah hard to find yeah. Do you want to hear about the Thrustmaster deal? I'd love that. I'm going to go to Brendan Lowry over at Windows Central from December 15th of last year. Uh, we'll jump right into the story. Uh, while developer From Software hasn't yet given an official release date for Elden Ring's upcoming Shadow of the Erd Tree DLC, we may now have an idea of when it's launching and what's next for 2022's Game of the Year 2, thanks to a new league. These details allegedly come from a now-deleted page on the retail website DataBlitz that Reddit users recently reported spotting. The page was listed for a collaboration between Elden Ring publisher Bandai Namco and gaming peripheral manufacturer Thrustmaster and showed off the, quote, ESWAPX2 Elden Ring, which looks to be an upcoming limited edition version of one of the latter, latter's Xbox gamepads. Uh, its release window is listed as February 2024, with the page saying its launch would sync with Shadow of the Erd Tree's arrival on Elden Ring's anniversary. This suggests the expansion will release sh early next year on February 25th. Notably, the listing also claims Elden Ring is getting a, quote, major key beat or new game expansion in 2025. Supposedly, its release will coincide with two more Thrustmaster controllers with designs inspired by Rainy the Witch and, uh, oh, I know this one, uh, Melanie, no, I don't know this one, actually, uh, Melnia. Ma Ma Melenia? Melenia, Blade Melenia. of the Miquela Boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nailed it. Nikolai knows uh, that's how. It, and then this is Barrett's. Barrett's got an article here from December first. Says Eldering Shadows of the Erd Tree release is still a little ways off. Sorry, when was this? The this, this was is December first. December first. And remember, okay. this is George Foster at Kotaku. It looks like is that what it was? Uh, this is George Foster at the the gamer. gamer. And I'm trying to find where this interview was. It, uh, to your point about like does from awards, software what happened. Does software does from software need game awards? I, I need is a weird word. I still think the answer is yes. I think that them working together is like advantageous to both sides. Yeah. Obviously, uh, obviously for the Keeley side, but I still think it is for from software side. 
Uh, but I also think that from software is so big now and Elden Ring is so big now that when this game drops, it's when it's ready. Like, exactly. It, it, like whether it's February, whether it's June, whether it's next February, it almost doesn't matter because the people are going to show up and be ready for it. Like, is it good? As good as it needs to be is the bigger question. And I don't think that that's much of a question either. I expect it will be. Okay. Well, we wait to see if February is indeed the date. I think it is. I'm going to, I'm going to believe. Yeah. I believe. Will this be year two that I get this game in the fantasy draft? We'll find out, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, we're drafting. We're doing the fantasy draft uh, tomorrow right on Gamescast. Mm -hmm. Big day. Patreon, YouTube. You can watch this live as we record it with no ads. I digress. Moving on to number two on the Roper Report. Tim, this one's aimed right at your heart, all right? Mm -hmm. Rest in peace. Halo Battle Royale. This is Tom Phillips at Eurogamer. The mysterious, long-rumored Halo Battle Royale project from series co-developer Certain Affinity is no longer in development, a new report has claimed. Speaking on the Xbox-era podcast, uh, yeah, podcast, Reliable Insider, Shapeshell, yeah, underscore yeah. Nick, said the game, codenamed Project Tatanka, has seemingly been canceled. While officially unannounced by Microsoft itself, Certain Affinity had discussed the project publicly in broad terms several times and said in late 2022 that it had been in the works for more than two years with nearly 100 people working on it. That mention of the project followed an earlier promise by Certain Affinity that it was quote-unquote deepening its relationship with the Halo series core developer 343 Industries and that it had been entrusted with further evolving Halo Infinite in some new and exciting ways, end quote. The project was later discussed in a Bloomberg report on the future of 343 Industries, which stated that Tatanka had begun as a battle royale, quote, but may evolve in different directions, end quote. Eurogamer has contacted Microsoft for comment. Definitely a bummer. And yeah. I, I think that this one uh, is really a sign of Halo being such a victim of timing when it comes to its releases and what the industry as a whole where Halo should be so much more than it is right now. Sure. And so much of that is always the bridesmaid, never the bride type energy, where it was at one point the biggest thing ever. 100%. And the, for some reason, the shift over to that, that next gen just kind of really was difficult. And a lot of the right choices were made in the wrong ways. Like the Master Chief Collection, in theory, is something that people would die for. Like all the the maps together all the the classic experience again like the nostalgic value of like those memories you have you get to do it but in a modern way that as everyone's moved on to call of duty but then it just didn't work right and i feel yeah. like at the moment that it needed to work it didn't and that happened a couple different times and i feel like over the years it happened both on the campaign solo side and on the multiplayer front and then major wins start happening in the background, but they're in the background. And I think that that's the biggest problem is like, I keep hearing Mike and Paris and everyone talk about the Halo, Halo right, now. Uh, right now, Halo Infinite, how great uh, all the stuff is. Fran was popping off, like uh, Fran was texting me upset at some of the statements I made about uh, the, the mode that just came out recently, the firefight. She just um, responded back. These aren't super chats. I won't respond. <laughs> he was like, dude, this is, it's awesome. Like this is really, really good. And it, it's, it's good for the people that are enjoying it, but I just feel like it, it kind of is, is caught in that. that you cycle. get one chance to make a first impression. Exactly. And when you come out and you fuck it up and then you lose that goodwill and that giant player base that was there on day one, you can have a strong player base, but you never, it's so hard to work your way back up to that, right? Look at, look mm -hmm. at Cyberpunk, look at No Man's Sky. Like those were up. And I know this isn't exactly the same thing, but I'm talking about how much of a unicorn those stories are. Yep. How good is DC Universe Online right now? It's really good, but like it's not, it had its big, 
it has two big launches where people really cared about it and then fell off. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You know, it's just for nerds like me. Exactly. And I think when you when you brand things like when you have multiple numbered Halo titles that are not perfectly received. Yeah. And then you have big, big swinging titles like a Master Chief collection and Halo Infinite. Like it implies like, oh, they're, they're, we're, we're, we're putting it all into this, you know? And so it's just it's just a bummer to be here and like you know, the Battle Royale thing. It's I, people just a have, rumor at this point. Maybe it's still going. All of it's a rumor. It does it even exist as a rumor. And is it canceled as a rumor? All that's a rumor. But I, I feel like that's kind of a testament to just where it all is, where it's like it simultaneously does and doesn't exist. And I feel like the longer that that's the case, just the more conversations can happen, the more the industry is going to evolve and what Battle Royales even are. Like we were having a conversation five years ago about Halo getting a Battle Royale. And is that the right move leaning into Infinite coming out? And is it too late? Is it not too late? And it's been. It would have been the right move. I'm, I, looking in the, I'm looking in the Magic 8-Ball. That would have and, been the right but move. But it didn't happen, you know? And then they launched the game the, the, uh, the way that they did. And, and here we are still having this conversation, maybe for the final time. Like, never. I, it's just interesting never. that, like, as, and as, especially as you see Fortnite just continue to skyrocket and diversify and become such a, a different beast. Fucking solid snake let's, next week. Let's go. So many different uh, battle royales come and go, as we've talked about a million times now on this show. It's. It's tough out there to to get a, a invested audience for multiplayer games, and it's they've unfortunately shown that it's very t- difficult for Halo to get the type of foothold that it I think needs to be as relevant as it should be at this point in the industry. Yeah, Halo is such an interesting thing because you do talk about it. And I, you know, I don't know how uh, everybody's Xbox knowledge is or how old you are, how long you've been around for playing games, but I remember when Halo's launch and IGN ground to a halt that's all it was that's any uh, that's all anybody wanted to play it's all we want to talk about da, 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 da. and so to have it be now that it's just a thing that's happening like you're saying like it's updated and great and, but Halo Infinite and it didn't dominate at launch and it was broken up awkwardly right of like all right here's campaign and you don't get the co-op to like you're like your point the timing has been off for pretty much every major Halo beat recently and that sucks and that's yeah. crazy that like in the lead up to Infinite, what do we keep saying? What did XCast keep saying? And everybody, it was like, Not this really. has to fucking crush. This has to be great. This is Halo's last chance in some regard, right? And it is, I think, to be that cultural touchstone. This is the fucking thing. And then you have a Halo series that season one isn't well received, right? Kind of comes and goes. Like, I remember when that was the dream of Xbox fans for oh, the yeah. longest time to have Halo on TV, right? Yeah. And they get porn stash from Orange is the New Black and nobody can. It's just like, it's... I. When season two came out, I was like, oh, okay. And I saw Mike react to the trailer that yeah, you put yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, and it's exciting. Time. But it's also like, look, here's the thing. For as exciting as it is, I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. Like, I watched season one, and I'm like, cool, the trailer for season two does look better. But it doesn't look better enough. And in a, in a world that we, I expect video game adaptations to be good, I don't expect them to be shit anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nah, you can't put out a Halo series and have it just be, eh, kind of okay. Yeah. It had cool moments. And it did. It had cool moments. That's it, though. It also had a lot of shit that I did not vibe with at all. And seeing the trailer, kind of exciting. But it's exciting in, in the way that I'm like, all right, cool, I'll watch a couple clips on YouTube when they come out of, like, the best moments of season two. Like, I'm not invested in watching the show. Lame. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's salvation for Halo at any point, or is it, is it I always Halo believe there is. Yeah. I always believe there is. I just think that it's, it's really going to require some lightning in the bottle. I think it's going to require a lot of um, passion in believing in a vision for the thing and standing by that vision and hoping that that vision can uh, get enough people what they want from Halo while also giving them what they need and don't know. 
And that's a tall, tall, tall order. But we're yeah. talking about one of the most iconic franchises in video game history. So when there's this much <laughs> chip damage over time of just like turning the brand into what it is, I think it's going to be a, a very, very, very uphill battle. But I'm definitely not giving up. I, I feel like we've seen so many different franchises come and go and come back in fantastic ways. I just played what might be my favorite Prince of Persia. So anything can happen, Greg. Anything can happen, ladies and gentlemen. Just like number three on the Roper Report. Uh, the GTA 5 actor... Ned Luke is going after an AI chatbot. This is Will Nelson at PC Games and Ned Luke, the actor who portrays Michael in GTA 5, has called out the company WAME Wayne, uh, for the unlicensed use of his voice as part of a Michael AI chatbot, saying there's, quote, nothing cool about ripping people off. Since Luke came out and protested the chatbot, it looks like WAME has deleted all relevant tweets and the actual chatbot itself from the Internet. This follows Grand Theft Auto V Maker Rockstar Games shutting down an AI mod for the game last year. The GTA V AI mod let you talk to NPCs with your real voice before Rockstar parent company Take-Two issued a DMCA takedown of the mod and a video showcasing it in the sandbox game. Now, Luke is raising concerns over how AI company WAME has used his voice to make a AI chatbot of Michael from GTA V seemingly without his or Rockstar's permission. Quote, this is fucking bullshit, W-A-M-E, Luke writes on Twitter. Absolutely nothing cool about ripping people off with some lame computer estimation of my voice. Don't waste your time with the, on this garbage, end quote. Luke then tagged Rockstar Games and the SAG-AFTRA union, uh, seemingly in an effort to bring the use of his voice and the GTA character to their attention. Since Luke tweeted this last night, and this is a little different because they updated things, the chatbot and tweets promoting it have been deleted. But I can confirm uh, that it was freely available to use yesterday on January 14th. WAME says on its website that, quote, our vision revolves around harnessing the power of AI to amplify individuality and personal achievements, adding that it is committed to creating a platform where every person can explore, express, and elevate their unique identity and potential supported by our advanced AI technology, end quote. Great. Then they issued this update uh, to PC Games N, quote, in light of the recent controversy surrounding the utilization of Mr. Ned Luke's voice in our application, we at WAME wish to express our profound understanding and concern. This sounds like it was written by AI. Uh, this incident has highlighted the intricate interplay between the advancement of AI technology and the ethical and legal realms. WAME commits to protecting the rights of voice actors and creators while advancing ethical AI practices. We believe this controversy serves as a pivotal moment in harmonizing AI technology with relevant legal statutes, end quote. Uh, WAME adds that the AI chatbot was removed following Luke's response and reflects it, its, quote, commitment to responsible practice and acknowledges the oversight in our initial approach, end quote. I think the more interesting version of this story is Del Walker uh, getting a straight up fucking brawl with Nicki Minaj this weekend. I didn't see, see that this at all. Shit. No, Nicki Minaj using AI art to promote her new shit, and Del Walker like quote tweeted it. It was just like, uh, "This is fucking bullshit." And she went after him, quote tweeted it, and it's turned into an all out war. Holy shit! I didn't see this. Oh at all. yeah, it's it's wild. But Del again, Walker just swings on people, and I love it. It's just awesome. You see him go after Gamespot last week. I was like, "Fuck, dude!" <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, the 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 all of the the Nikki AI stuff is very interesting there, and uh, it's very similar to this. A very very similar story, and um, we're gonna see a lot more of this. And I think that yeah. the the 
people getting upset, it's going to turn the tide. Like, I think that we are very similar to a story we're about to get to next. I think that we have a similar outcome. It's going to be very different. Um, and there's going to be, I think, a lot more casualties when it comes to the AI uh, side of things as opposed to NFTs that we'll get to soon. But um, I do think that the how angry AI makes people because the moment that they realize they're being stolen from or they're being impersonated it becomes a lot more personal it's no longer just an oh this thing that's happening ai whatever yeah but the ai is being made to amplify individuality and personal (laughs) achievements that you know they they went to chat gpt and were like write me an apology yeah uh del walker's tweet uh, so first off i saw something they did not know del walker uh works over at naughty dog video game developer worked on the suicide squad game as well uh the unreleased one yeah yeah i'm just giving it and he was also in the the busting show black hair episode correct Mm -hmm. uh so anyways Nicki minaj put out this thing with a bunch of ar here saying update blah blah the game's coming out del coy tweeted said you know what i realized about ai images in your marketing it sends out the message that you're you've got no budget it's a digital equivalent of wearing an obviously fake uh, chanel bag uh your whole brand immediately appears feeble and impoverished and nikki like what did nikki say i mean it's just been it's been a lot i want to see what nikki said (laughs) oh okay so nikki Quote tweeted that with more AI stuff and then a GIF I don't understand. It said, good, now press play and get, get your... It's the song. Yeah, yeah. And Dell said, hi, Nicki Minaj. Nice you to retweet me. I hope you understand that by promoting AI-generated images, which are scraping my industry's artwork illegally, you are undermining our craft. It also opens a precedent to normalize AI-generated versions of your songs and voice. Thanks. And then what she ends up say to that? tweeting other things herself and like uh, bringing things up and then... He or somebody else brings up old stuff from her complaining and uh, about people doing AI versions of her songs. Nice. And it's just like, this is where we're at. And I think it's going to continue to happen. I think people are going to get called out. I think that there's going to be a lot of embarrassment and shame that comes down. And I think there's going to be a lot of self-reflection of people realizing, oh, fuck. Like, the moment it affects me, I understand the severity of this. And I think that it's going to be a battle, if not a war. And the scary thing is, obviously, all the Terminator stuff. A war is coming. We understand. And that's everyone needs to goddamn prepare. I don't know how to prepare, but they need to, okay? To fight the AI. But I do think that the side against it is only going to get bigger. Like, I think that (laughs) more and more people are going to be affected negatively and be like, oh, shit, and make the jump. So I want to cut to ads. Mm-hmm. But I want to ask a question that then also kind of goes into the next story because, like you said, it's mm-hmm. there or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I still feel like we can do this to then bridge to the, the thing, okay? Yeah. But so, like, my question is this: Do you think is AI so polluted and hated now? And I'd love super chat opinion on this too. That there's no way we'll get back to it being okay because it was the same thing where NFTs popped up and everybody's like, "This is fucking bullshit and this fucking sucks." And there was like. There could be a reality where sharing things between applications, whatever, and whether it could be cool, but everybody's using it so wrong in the beginning and so nickel and diming and such a gold rush scam pyramid bullshit that like that was dead. That's dead. You can't come back that way. I think that they are because uh, I got a Spotify AI DJ and I don't love him yet, yeah, no, but no, I was no. like, ah, he's pretty cool so far. Well, <laughs> but I think that's it, the inherent difference between the the two concepts of AI and its problems versus NFTs and its problems. NFTs were created financially like yeah, with yeah, financial yeah. uh gain in in mind and uh a different way to, to fund and all that stuff and i feel like all of the other potential upsides were just a, a, a 
if not accident, like a byproduct of of all of that stuff. And of course, every decision's made to make money. So and and more of a possibility than anything. Exactly. Yeah. It's it, like there'd have to be a lot of buy-in on this entire new system for that to work. AI, on the other hand, has existed for a very long time. Yeah. Video games, everybody. Like, think about it. Like, we're just talking about Halo. Why was Halo lauded back in the day for it? The AI of its characters and how real they felt, right? Like, AI can mean so many different things. What it means in current times, and I think this is the thing that's very upsetting, is that AI is now a bad word. Yeah. Bad words. And it inherently isn't. And in the future, it won't be. Because there's so much AI that just happens that's good. And then helpful it is a tool and i think that's the thing is it was built to be a tool or at least in some terms and in others it's a system that people create like people make it so it like there's an art to that whereas there's a theft side to where sure, it's at now yeah, yeah. that's where the problem is is where what is being used to make the things and i feel like that is going to get addressed it it's already happening because again more and more people are getting upset about it okay fair enough Let's talk about NFTs when we come back. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, you should head over to Patreon or YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games to get the Kind of Funny membership. With the Kind of Funny membership, of course, you get each and every show ad-free. You get the ability to watch us record our podcast live as we record them like the Gamescast Fantasy Draft tomorrow. And, of course, you could get my daily vlog, Gregway, all to yourself, either on Patreon or YouTube. But guess what? You don't have a YouTube.com. No, you don't have a YouTube membership, probably. So here's a word from our sponsor. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Snowbike Mike's Bills are a nine and a half point favorite against the Steelers, and Andy's Dallas Cowboys are a seven point favorite against the Green Bay Packers. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code KINDAFUNNY. New customers can just bet five bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code KINDAFUNNY. The crown? is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code kind of funny this episode is brought to you by shopify forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to shopify the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell with shopify you'll harness the same intuitive features trusted apps and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands sign up today for your one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech all lowercase that's shopify.com slash tech hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors saving you money and potentially your cat's life pretty litter is veterinary and developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Number four on the Roper Report. Good news! GameStop bails on the NFT marketplace. This is Kate Irwin at Decrypt. Woo! 
GameStop is getting out of the NFT business. About a year and a half after launching its NFT marketplace, publicly traded video game retailer GameStop is saying goodbye to its platform, which supports gaming NFTs and other collectibles across uh, Immutable X and Loopering. Jesus fucking Christ. Both Ethereum scaling networks. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> fucking bury all this on. I've ever talked about it again. Uh, quote, GameStop has decided to wind down our NFT marketplace due to the continuing regulatory uncertainty of the crypto space. A message on the marketplace website reads, uh, adding that the platform will no longer be operating as of February 2 this year. Because NFTs uh, were minted on blockchains, however, they can be accessed elsewhere and bought and sold through other marketplaces. Roughly four months ago, GameSpot announced it was killing its NFT wallet for much of the same reason. GameStop also told traders that news via the same method, a pop-up message on its marketplace's site. It's unclear why GameStop didn't shut down both products at the same time instead of choosing to stagger the departure from crypto. GameStop first signaled plans to engage with NFTs in 2021, and then in January 2022, it hired a 20-person team to oversee the gaming marketplace, NFT marketplace. The long-running retailer announced its collaboration with Immutable about a month later, stating that it would use Immutable X's blockchain to establish a $100 million fund in Immutable's IMX token with the crypto firm. A day later, GameStop cashed out a large chunk of the IMX tokens it had just received, dumping $47 million of worth into the market. Uh, by July 2022, GameStop had laid off an undisclosed number of employees, but launched its NFT marketplace to the public. Months later, uh, it finally added Immutable X gaming NFTs to its marketplace, uh, but that came months after GameStop fired its CEO, who oversaw, oversaw the retailer's crypto push. A search of GameStop NFT marketplace data shows that analytics platformer Dapp Radar uh, has also removed it from its list. It was initially added in September 2022. Notably, the GameStop NFT Twitter account hasn't tweeted about its shutdown, but it hasn't tweeted at all since September 2023. Interesting. Um, you love yeah. to see it. Yeah, you really the do. The rush to the fucking hills to try to get every goddamn dime you can out of everything and the grossest and stupidest things. And then no tweets since September. It's fucking done. GameStop's getting out of the NFT business. I'm surprised it wasn't just GameStop's getting out of things. And, you know, inevitably that's going to happen. How many times happen. that he, you know, and, you know there, the Undertaker just keeps coming back. There is the side of that. Of like, I hate that. I do not want that to happen in yeah. theory uh, in terms of if GameStop's gone, physical media for games is like, like it is on its deathbed at this point. And I How just said, like, you know, you know, I'm, I don't go for it. Greg. I, I, there's the character of Greg who hates mm -hmm. physical media and blah, blah, blah. And I like, I, I prefer digital. I don't care how you get your games, enjoy your movies, whatever you want to do. But it's sad to me to walk by, you know, Benny's loving the toy section of target every weekend. So we're going there. We're getting hot wheels. We're having a great time, but to walk by the video game thing. And yeah. it's just the, somebody, some fucking person at printer uh, at target had to print out like the FIFA cover and then cut it out all shittily and put it into this. Like, Oh man, this is fucking ugly, dude. It's bad. And you know, I, I've talked about this a million times, but the, the Blu-ray sections at, at stores not existing anymore. Like mm -hmm. it's just like it, it the, the dream is now dead. Um, but to see that kind of die over the last couple of years and to always be able to walk through that section and be sad, but get to the video game section and have it still be like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I remember when Blu-rays were like this. It's not that way anymore. You walk through now and it's just like this weekend I went to Best Buy and I'm looking at the game section. I'm like, holy shit. Like, this is it. This is over. Like it, physical games are going to be the smallest uh, part of the, the pie they've ever been next generation. They will not be fully gone. Yeah, yeah. But Digital is going to reign supreme, and I think that digital will overtake in terms of market share. Oh, sure. We're getting close um, already, but I think that it will be next generation that that, that finally happens. And um, if GameStop dies, that's going to be a bigger uh, rush to make that all happen. And 
in a lot of ways, GameStop is running to just try to make as much money as possible because there's a lot of business dudes out there that are just assholes and they're trying to make money in any way possible. Fuck it. There's also the need to make money or else they're just not going to exist because that is going to happen and it's already happening. And I just, this is, I think, one step, one failed attempt at a cash grab that didn't seem to work out for them. So what's next? Gotta I shoot think your a, shot, right? Yeah. yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and I'm not supporting that. I'm no, no, saying, no, like, no, 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 no. There's a this reeks of desperation. Yeah, hundred percent. It didn't work out. So what happens next? Because what happens next, it's not going to exist. And then what happens? Physical media. I mean, maybe there's some more Funko Pops in there. You know, there's going to be a lot more Funko Pops. Uh, Barrett, I tossed into assets. There it is. Kit Ellis put this up uh, January 9th, of course, from uh, uh, Kit and Krista. Right. Absolutely in love with this print by. Uh, Mudron, uh, or maybe Mudron. Uh, I picked up over the holidays. A scene I remember uh, well myself, and so many little teas enjoy. Zoom away, and it's a kid in the Toys R Us section of Nintendo with the pulling out your, you know, your ticket to then go up and get it. And like, for me, like even as somebody who loves digital so much right now and thinks it's such an amazing time, and yada yada yada, like this hits the nostalgia button of just like you know, I would love. I always think about it. I'd love to go back to like. 1988 you know what i mean and walk through a toys r us again like that way and i kind of got it because toys r us exists in canada i'm up in canada so much so about a year ago it's not the same we were though. up there i know games but, just aren't games aren't presented the same way sure 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 i'm just saying in general though of like being in a toys r us like getting to take my son to an actual toys r us yeah. that was that's Yo, a big deal okay me, yeah you know yeah, I mean? yeah i mean dude that that i saw kit post that and like my god what a what a beautiful art piece and Obviously, the timeline doesn't add up for me perfectly because like, I, I got that experience, but it was more N64 yeah, yeah, color yeah. games and things like that. But I, you really got to give a shout out to that experience. Like the game marketers in the 90s really did something truly special, like pioneers in so many ways. But uh, the more I watch documentaries uh, about like the the console wars of Sega and Nintendo yeah. or even like the uh, the Tetris uh movie that came out on apple uh, tv yeah. or like things like that like being able to get into the minds of game marketing back then and how it different it is from now they really created environments that made video games feel so special and unique and like that is an experience that only gamers have yeah. you know it's like it, they made video games feel like the most important toys in the world and it, it felt like such a culture to be able to walk there and just like look at all the the box art and stuff and like yeah. you know movies had blockbuster right yeah but games had this and i think that that's really interesting that's a great analog, that, yeah. that like you know there's these moments that we're, we're so nostalgic for and that kind of like created this this culture that um i you really got a credit to people like that that world of nintendo sign it's like that means so much to people just looking at it or like any of the toys or us little like um the papers like the stories that people would have from back then yeah. and like obviously life changes things change like it's not necessarily oh that was better than we have now of course of course to your point it's like it's amazing to be able to just digitally play games and not have to worry about getting up to put a disc in or a cartridge or blow it or any of that stuff it just hopefully works with a firmware update but um new challenges all the time i don't know i i am a, a very very big i'm a collector i like collecting things i like physical um media specifically i like when the physical media is higher quality than you can get on digital and that's why i'm a big fan of um blu-rays and yeah. like specifically for the audio that they offer um and in, in some cases uh the video enhancements but video games don't have that <laughs> and like that's it's just getting harder and harder to like justify games uh physically and 
That's, again, coming from somebody that buys these things and collects these things. I just bought Prince of Persia because I want to have it. Not because I'm ever going to take that cartridge and put it in my Switch, ever. True. I just want to have it, and I want to support them more. Like, it's things yeah, like course. that. But, um, yeah, it's a sad time we're in, but it's inevitable. And I'm happy that, that this didn't work out. I'm sad that it's going to res- like lead to sure. the result of them dying, but it's worth it. It is worth it, and we are happy about NFTs going away. However, number five on the Roper Report, we are sad about more video game layoffs. Employees say a sizable portion of Gearbox-owned studio has been laid off. This is Nathan Grayson at Aftermath. On Friday, layoffs hit Lost Boys Interactive, a Gearbox-owned developer that employed over 400 people. While the full scope of the layoffs remains unclear, former employees are saying a sizable portion of the company was let go and describing what happened today as massive layoffs. Numerous ex-Lost Boys employees have taken to LinkedIn to share the regrettable news. Quote, it seems a sizable portion of Lost Boys Interactive was laid off today, including myself, wrote Jared Pace, a producer at Lost Boys. Still trying to understand the scope of it all, but sadly, this is a song and dance we're all familiar with, end quote. Pace told Aftermath that layoffs affected all disciplines at all levels. Uh, As of this publishing, Gearbox and Embracer have not yet replied to Aftermath's inquiries uh, about the total number of employees impacted. Lost Boys Interactive was founded in 2017 and has contributed to games like Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, Diablo 4, and The Quiet Man. In 2022, it was acquired by Borderlands creator Gearbox, at which point it boasted a headcount of over 220. Gearbox nearly doubled Lost Boys' size prior to today's layoffs. But much has changed since 2022. Embracer, which now which owns Gearbox, uh, bet the house on a $2 billion deal with a Saudi investment group that fell through in 2023. Ever since, its many, many properties have been hit by layoffs on a near-monthly basis. Multiple laid-off Lost Boys workers described the company as a great place to work and lamented this sudden, unceremonious conclusion. Quote, It was an absolutely fantastic time, full of challenges and beautiful friendships, wrote wrote Spicer uh, McElroy, former art director at Lost Boys. If you see anyone from Lost Boys looking for work, grab them immediately. They are the most amazing group of artists I've ever worked with, end quote. This week alone, Unity has laid off 1,800 people, Twitch has laid off 500 people, Discord has laid off 170 people, and now Lost Boys Interactive has laid off dozens at least. That brings the total number up to over 2,500. It's going to be a rough year. I mean, it's uh, obviously this is so unfortunate. This sucks. All the same things we've said every day in the last yeah. year, it seems. And what's really upsetting about that, I mean, there's a million things, but one of the upsetting things is at the tail end of last year, we were covering stories and we were approaching 10,000 last year of yeah, people yeah, laid off. Yeah. 10,000 human beings laid off. Lives completely changed. It's two weeks into January. Yep. And the numbers that you just said there are rapidly adding up to, that's already, what, a third? Yeah. Of what happened last year? Already? That is terrifying. And it does not have any signs of slowing down, you know, and it's, it, it's wild that it just is hitting. It seems everyone from all angles, big, small, doesn't matter. And again, the, the games industry can mean so many different things. And even the, the tangentially related to the discords and the twitches and things like that. Like there is so much overlap. And the most upsetting thing is where do these people go? Yeah. Because they get laid off. And before games, media people, what happens? They do that long enough. So they jump over the dev side. Well, that can't happen now. Yeah, there's not the jobs; they sure. don't exist anymore. Yeah, the the pool is 
packed right now with talented people who have done this and yeah, will continue to do this. Yeah. And it's just like flip that any which way of like the people that used to be here will go there. It's like there, there's no there there. Yeah. Yeah. It's outrageous. Uh, and like we said, we've talked this to death and talked it in circles. Of course, this is more fallout from the Embracer deal, as it was noted in the thing, which again, fuck Embracer for doing that and betting the house on that and buying up all these studios only to not have a safety net plan for it. But we will continue to see the fallout of that throughout the year, which is incredibly sad. Yeah. Altered Rain says they moved to another tech industry. I mean, all my friends are in video games, or are, are, sorry, in tech, not in video games. And uh, it is fucking a bloodbath over there, too. Like, yeah. that's, that is not the answer. Yeah. Uh, number six on the Roper Report. Uh, this is good news. We're back to happier news, for me at least. Uh, you can Instapop uh, the Last of Us Part Two Platinum uh, via trophy transfer. Uh, Naughty Dog tweeted about, of course, the remastered thing, and it goes like this. The Last of Us Part Two remastered is getting new trophies as part of a roguelike mode, uh, No Return. Your previously earned Part Two trophies on PS4 will transfer over to Last of Us Part Two remastered on PS5, including your earned Platinum. These new trophies uh, for the roguelike mode go like this. Mix bag, get uh, kills with five different weapons in an assault encounter. Uh, become the hunter, kill 12 enemies in a hunted encounter. Got your back, win a round of holdout without your ally falling below 70% health. Burglar, open the safe and capture without killing any enemies. Roll call, win a run with every character. Modded, complete an encounter with each mod. Risk taker, complete five gambits in one run. Good riddance, beat all the bosses. Team Ellie, complete all Ellie faction challenge tracks. Team Abby, complete all Abby faction uh, challenge tracks. True strength, get an S rank on an encounter. May your survival be long. Win a daily run of no return. And may your death be swift. Win a daily run of no return on grounded difficulty. No return trophies are not required to earn a platinum trophy in The Last of Us Part 2 Remastered. If you want to hear all about The Last of Us Part 2 Remastered, ladies and gentlemen, our review goes live tomorrow. Uh, it will be an episode of PS I Love You XOXO with an all-star cast. Wink. Wow. So we're looking forward to that. So you'll excited. hear more about that and uh, this. In terms of the trophies, though, Obviously, I love an auto pop. I love your work being rewarded for what you've done before. And I also love the fact that, hey, here's a whole bunch of new trophies that, of course, don't affect the platinum. If you have it already, great. Here's more stuff to go through and run with that, which I'm a big fan. Looking of. At, at these um, with as much as you can say here, are you interested in, in obtaining these trophies? So with as much as I can say here, I'm basing everything off I did of the preview tour. Okay. Yes and no. Mm. Where for me in the preview tour when we played it there and I enjoyed it a lot there, my thoughts were like, I just want to survive. I just and I, I really liked playing my way. I liked pick the characters have different buffs, you know, pros and cons or whatever for it. And so I liked experimenting with that. And I, you know, we only got a few of the characters. We didn't have time to unlock everybody. So it was that idea of like, oh, this is cool. So I don't know going forward with the retail version if I would be drawn to go after stuff because I'd want to be playing my way. Mm. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. At least based on the preview. What but if again, there was a platinum? Would you do it? Probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I got the platinum already. <laughs> I just popped it. No big deal. <laughs> Tim? Yeah. If you ask me, an auto plat is probably the biggest news that could possibly happen. Uh, but I'm tired of all that big news. That's big news. If I wanted something smaller, <laughs> say the tiniest news I needed to know about, where would I go? You go to the Wii News channel where we cover all the small news items you need to know about. Hit it! And what can only be described as 
crazy talk. We'll start the Wii news with Starfield's next update being its biggest yet. Uh, Claire Lewis at GameSpot said, Starfield is getting an enormous new update next week, uh, Wednesday, January 17th. Uh, they haven't done everything, but it's a whole bunch of stuff. The only thing is it's only available for PC people who have uh, opted into the Steam beta. Uh, when it would come for everybody else, nobody officially knows, but the official Bethesda Twitter account says players can expect to see the update released in full for all players roughly two weeks after the January 17th Steam beta release. IGN asked Seth MacFarlane about Peter from Family Guy coming to Fortnite, and he said, quote, it was great. I had to have someone explain to me what the fuck Fortnite is. And then I said, well, that sounds kind of cool. Yeah, why not? Let's do it. I saw this clip, actually. Yeah. And after this, he's just like, but that's how most things happen. Like, yeah. people come up to me, they pitch me something, they explain it to me. And I'm like, that sounds cool. Love it. And he's like, and then uh, the bigger problem is they're like, we couldn't get Peter's like body to look right. So that's why he's the buff version. They just, Peter kind of put him on a, a different body. It's yeah. like, Jesus. Got to keep that hitbox the same, right? <laughs> uh, speaking of hitboxes, ladies and gentlemen, Eddie is Tekken 8's first DLC character. Bandai Namco announced. Eddie Gordo. Uh, a fun Boy. little one for Rick. People are uh, kind of clowning on his hair. I saw that. They're clowning he has on the us. the same hair style as every character these days with dreads. Oh, oh, yeah. okay. So they're not clowning on us. They're clowning no. on us. No, him. yeah. I, 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 okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to imply that they were clowning on us. I was you. like, what did I fuck up? I don't, I don't know. You just look like Tim today. True. I look like Tim every day, but just when we both wear the jacket, kind of gave it away. Uh, he could never rock the CM Punk shirt, though. Uh, here's a fun wrinkle uh, to a rumor that's been around forever. Rock said he was never working on a Superman game, according to Jason Schreier at Bloomberg. Uh, Jason was talking in an article about Suicide Squad and then says, No wonder that this week following the previews, fans continue to repeat a rumor that won't die. The developers at Rocksteady had originally pitched a game about Superman, which was rejected by Warner Brothers, and the company was instead forced to make this one. In reality, Rocksteady never pitched or worked on a Superman game, according to people familiar with the company's strategy over the last decade. Following the release of Arkham Knight in 2015, the studio began working on a Batman VR game and then an unannounced multiplayer game set in the original franchise which has not been previously reported mm. do you know who made who, who was working on that superman game mm -mm. i'll never tell what do i do know? know oh yeah yeah oh i know a lot about that superman game that never happened and then finally self-heal is coming to overwatch but blizzard is already sorry for it this is wesleyan pool at ign who says the director of overwatch 2 has said it was a mistake to reveal a controversial new self-healing mechanic coming to all characters in the hero shooter out of context. Last week, developer Blizzard unveiled seismic changes coming to Overwatch 2 as part of Season 9, none more disruptive than giving both tank and damage heroes a, quote, modified, tuned-down version of the support self-healing passive. Well, there you go. That was the Wii news you need to know about to start off your Monday, ladies and gentlemen. Over in the Super Chats real quick, of course, remember, you can be part of the show by writing in as a Super Chat on YouTube.com slash games. The one and only Ignacio Rojas says, Greg! Now that you're playing Pokemon Go, why don't you share your friend code with us? Me and Tim exchange gifts all the time. I've been gifting him every day. Yeah. We're, I think we're best friends. Or, no, 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 we're not. We're almost best friends, though. Me and you, we're working on it, Greg. I see you every day. It makes oh, yeah. me so, ha so happy, so proud. It's great to see. I was at an engagement party yesterday with a ton of people that um, are also playing Pokemon Go, and they all see you on, and they're just like, Greg's back. I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's back, baby. Pokemon Go. It's here. Yeah. Is it the worst time to be back? Sure. Sure. Did 2020 ruin everything in every way possible? Yeah, it did. It did. I'm still enjoying myself. I'm having yeah. fun. I think We're having a great time, Greg. We're yeah. having a great time. No, uh, Ignacio, no. If you remember when I talked about this recently on whatever show, maybe the stream on Friday, I was like, I actually deleted everybody I couldn't name. You know, if I, did, if I looked at your name and I'm like, I don't know who you are, I just deleted it. I wanted to keep it to real world friends or whatever. Yeah. So, and that means that there's only like three people playing, but I'm, I'm doing it. Yeah. One day, Lucy James will be back. 
<laughs> James will return. And then your final one here comes from War Table Entertainment, who says, Tim, have you seen the Final Fantasy VII trailer, Sephiroth trailer? I have not. And I'm torn because I really want to watch it. But oh. I'm also like, it's so close. Do I just wait? Sure. Do I, I don't know, man. I think I'm going to watch it, though. <laughs> like, because okay. I love the marketing of it all, and it's Final Fantasy. And you got it. You're the music, Final Fantasy guy. Gonna you got to so, yeah, watch I, it. I'm going to watch it, but I have not seen it yet. Okay. I'm excited for you to see it. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Uh, of course, you can write in to correct us over on kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Nobody did today because we nailed everything. We're amazing. Uh, of course, each and every weekday, we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about live on YouTube, Twitch, and podcast services around the globe. If you love what we do, please support us with the Kind of Funny membership on Patreon or YouTube, where, of course, you could get every show ad for you. You could get my daily exclusive vlogs, Gregway. You can watch us record the show live as we record them when there isn't an embargo, like the PS I Love You we're doing today in the afternoon. They'll go live tomorrow for The Last of Us. But tomorrow we're doing the Games Cast, of course, which is the Fantasy Critic, which is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to enjoy that. Uh, of course, ladies and gentlemen, that's Kind of Funny Games Daily. Until next time. Hold on. The trailer's only a minute. Let's fucking watch this. No, thing. we're doing Let's it. Fucking watch we're this reacting thing. to the trailer. <laughs> I'm sending it to Asif, I, When man. you didn't bite, I was like, all right, he's got something. He doesn't yeah. want to do it. He wants to yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. It's a minute. I, I was like, okay, we can do that. One minute of hype. Let's go. One baby. minute of hype, ladies and gentlemen. If you are uh, listening to this, pull the fuck over. <laughs> open up YouTube because we're doing it. We're doing it, everybody. All right. We're getting into the weeds. Give me here. just a second here. You can take, take the time you need. We're getting yeah, into the weeds. Destined for Rebirth trailer. But also, let me go. Oh, where do I have that button? Let's find out. Let's see if it's here. Yeah, there we go. Full screen for you guys, right? Mm -hmm. oh. Yes? That'd be great. Um, oh, that's why. Give me a second. Hold on. We're almost there. I promise. Yeah. You're taking your time and you have a good time and don't worry about it. Take some time, have a time, have a fun time. Alrighty. Mm -hmm. Do your right. damn thing. I'm already here. What happened to Fuck this the place? music, dude. It was Sephiroth. It can't be. Bear! He wants to finish what he started. Juno! rule over the planet. You coming? Way ahead of ya! Whoa! We have to help them! Let's get to work. You are truly a model soldier. People! We can handle this. That was a good stream. I will reclaim our world. Fucking goddamn. That was good. That was good. I am so stoked. I love that that song can be arranged a thousand different ways and still be the most hype thing ever. I, oh my God. That was what, crazy. That, yeah, oh. I can't believe we're getting this game. And I can't believe we're like a month away. We're literally. Like a month and two weeks away from this game coming out, everybody. Tim, I'm so in. I like. I, I know I talked my shit about re, uh, remake, but fuck, man, we're about to get rebirth. We're about to get the chunkiest part of the fucking Final Fantasy VII, baby. Yeah, dude. Woo! Let's go. What do you What do you got here, Greg? So, ladies and gentlemen, oh, as you know, I can't stop winning. I can't stop being your 
shooting star. And so, as you all know, I did win the fantasy critic draft last year. Mm-hmm. I took, I, as a, in classic Greg fashion, it took me too long to get the trophy. I didn't order the trophy in time, so I had to borrow Janet's when I got crowned on mm-hmm. the game of the year thing. But we now have the 2023 trophy. And excitingly, for tomorrow's show, we have the 2024 trophy. Oh. So when somebody's, this is mine, this will be mine. Tim will never get it. Got it. So this is ready to go for tomorrow. What's also funny is that we order from a small business that we like a lot. They're very good to us, Crown Awards. By a shipping error, <laughs> we also have the Thamim Khan Best Coach Team Fabs from FLL Explore 2023. So I'll be keeping that one with my stuff. Great, great. So I'm also, you need. I'm also officially the Tamim Khan Best Coach. I don't know if that's the award or if Tamim Khan. I'm going to have to hit. I'm going to Google this. We'll get to the bottom of this, but I have another trophy for my collection, which is cool. You'll never get this one. <sighs> Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. I keep winning. Do you know? Yeah. Do you see the banner? <laughs>